It is. God's love is just, whoo. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you choose to feel it this morning? Yes, Sarah. Yeah. Father God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are here. Thank you, Father, for the warmth of your love. May you feel the warmth of our love towards you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand together, eh?
Lord, I thank You that we are overcomers because You overcame. And this morning we celebrate You. This morning we lift You up. We remember what You've done, that You are the great overcomer. And because of that, we have incredible freedom. We have incredible hope and liberty. So Father, this morning, in this place, we choose to celebrate You. We choose to lift You up, to glorify You. And I thank You for the great opportunity to do that. Father, I ask that every church around the city, as they meet together this morning, meeting You, will know something of Your presence. In Jesus' Name. Amen. How are you doing? Good. Well, you sound like, oh, you didn't sound like overcomers with that answer, but you sound like, oh, oh, oh. you're doing all right. Fantastic. Why don't you say hello to three or four people around you? Tell them they're looking fine. Well, a very warm welcome to you. Great to be together this morning. If you're visiting with us today, great to have you here. Can I encourage you at the end of the meeting, if you're, if you're a guest today, there's a table at the back of the auditorium. There'll be someone there. Uh, help yourselves. Go and introduce yourself. Help yourself to a white bag. There's information about who we are as a church, where we're going, what we're doing. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help you in your journey, we'd love to, to be able to do that. So just down the back afterwards, that would be great. I see a couple of faces around of people who joined us in the mall last Sunday afternoon. Well done if you rose to the challenge. Very good. It was a good time. Managed to get kicked out of a few malls across town, but that's all right. We had a very good time. And uh, just good to stretch ourselves a little bit. So if you went, good on you. Well done. Wow, didn't our sailors do all right? Hey, our sailors. What do you mean, who, Nairi? Where have you been? Our sailors. Our sailors did well. I was on an aeroplane and the, uh, the air hostess called out over the thing and said, I'm about to send you a private message on your screen. If you don't want to know, turn it off or close your eyes now. And then the plane erupted into applause. So it was obvious what had happened. So, yeah, a lot of Kiwis on the plane. Yeah, very good. Well, who's had a birthday or a celebration? We're not talking about the rugby. You did notice that. Um, <laughs> we're moving on. We are. Yeah, I, I, saw a, I saw a couple of, I thought, Kiwis supporting the Lions last night. And I prayed for you. I did. It was a good game, actually, wasn't it? It was very intense. It was good. Well, who's had a birthday or a uh, wedding anniversary in the last week? Chris and Catherine are here with your new baby. Why don't you come and have some chocolate, if that's easy enough to do. If it's not easy, don't do it. Yeah, welcome. Great to have you. Lovely. Oh, so tiny. <laughs> that's awesome. You de definitely deserve chocolate. Are, are there no other birthdays or anniversaries this week? They were all last week. That's amazing. Oh, fantastic. And you're getting any sleep yet? And I'm very good. Fantastic. You're doing that well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, come on. Wonderful. Nice to see you all. 
That's great. Well, there's a couple of things uh, just to highlight for you today. Um, you will see there is a brochure in the foyer about the Bible Land trip next year. If you are interested in going on that in April, um, we need to. You need to register your interest as soon as you can, um, because whether we do it or not is subject to all the seats being filled. And um, I need to know how many seats I've got left so I can go out beyond here and um, invite other people to come if they would like to. So the information's out there. That'll be happening in April if it happens. That would be great. The other thing is, uh, starting on the 11th of July is our second School of Leadership. And this time, we're going to be looking at the subject of uh, around personality types. We're all created uniquely, but uh, as I've found out over the years, we, we also have some similarities and the way we respond to different things and uh, the way we're wired often is quite similar. And I found personally that the subject of look, or looking into personality types was incredibly liberating. Some people go, oh, it puts you in a box. It only puts you in a box if you want to be put in a box. Uh, I think personally it's incredibly liberating, understanding a little bit of how I think and how I react because it lets, lets me maximise um, on my personality type that God's given me because... Anyway, um, it would be really good if you came to the first one, come to that one. If you didn't come to the first one, but you'd like to come to that one, come to it. So it starts on the 11th of July, 6pm to 7.20, downstairs. Uh, here runs for four weeks only, four weeks only, and there is no cost to you. would just love to see you there, love to see you growing in the whole area of leadership. Fantastic. Well, Christine, would you like to come and lead us around communion this morning? How about giving her a hand as she comes? Thank you very much. It's our habit here to, um, for the hosts to give you the, the little cup of juice and the wafer. And so we hold those together. And then once everybody has them, we will all have them together. So they're coming down now with those. I have been thinking about a verse that's in the book of Luke, um, Luke chapter 22, verse 15, where Jesus said this, With all my heart I have longed to eat this Passover with you before the time comes for me to suffer. And in the Amplified Version it says, Jesus said, I have earnestly and intensely desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And I was thinking, now, why was it that it was so important for Jesus to share that Passover meal with his disciples on his last night on earth? So thinking around about those things, this is what I came up with. First of all, the preparations had been made. Twice in the few verses before, Jesus had said, go and make preparations. Now, the preparations for the room meant that every single sniff or whiff or hint of leaven had been taken out of the house. This was not spring cleaning like I do it. This was scouring. Absolutely every single whiff, hint, suggestion or, or thought of leaven in the house had been removed. It had been taken out before lunchtime and burned. The house was clean. The preparations had been made. Then in the early afternoon, somebody from that household had taken a little lamb that was spotless, blemish-free, perfect, up to the temple, and it had been sacrificed. The portion had been given to the priests, 
and they had brought the household portion back to the house to be roasted slowly. That little lamb had had 14 days of preparation, was it spot-free? Jesus had had 33 years and he had proved that he was spotless. He was, there was not a hint of blemish in the Lamb of God who was about to be sacrificed. Then they reclined in the evening as the meal began, just after sundown. My hands are shaking and I am so nervous, but I had better. <laughs> I will grip my fist like this so that I do not shake. Right, here we go. I shall do this. The meal began and they reclined at the table. Look at it. They reclined at the table. Slaves sat to eat or stood to eat. Free men reclined. The disciples reclined at the table because they were free men. Then Jesus, the meal began, the Passover began, and he took the first of four cups of wine. The four cups relate to verses in Exodus chapter 6. Four I wills. And here is the first one. And Jesus took that first cup and he said, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. The Egyptians speak of sin. And here is the I am. God's I am saying, I will um, bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And do you know what he was thinking? He was thinking, by tomorrow night, I will have taken you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians by tomorrow night. I can imagine Jesus' heart leaping for joy as he shared that first cup of wine. And then there were, um, and then they broke the matzah bread, the matzah bread, the leaven-free bread. When you cook that matzah, it gets stripes in it, and it has piercings in it. And it refers to Isaiah where it says he was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed and he was pierced for our transgressions. The bread that he broke has stripes and piercings in it. So as he broke it, he was looking at the bread saying, this is what I am about to do. Um, There are four cups, as I told you, in the Passover ceremony. And the third cup is the cup of redemption. It says, after the meal, he took the cup. It was the cup of redemption. And he gave thanks. And um, it, re- it reminds us of the blood that was spilt for our sins and for redemption that was about to come. We all, we all have our portion. How about I pray and you take your little portion of bread or wafer and think about Jesus who is the bread of life the Lamb of God, the sinless Lamb of God, and think about that everything that is in Him, um, everything that we need is in Him and in that little portion. Let's, let's take it together and say, Lord God, we thank You that You are the bread of life, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and we worship You, and we thank You for the body that was broken for us. And then take that little cup with a little bit of juice in it and and we'll say thank you to the Lord. Lord God, we thank you that you are the Redeemer who came to bring us life and hope and health and forgiveness and that everything that we need is in you and we worship you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
was a fantastic message, wasn't it? Wonderful. I know how you feel, nervous. It's, it's these guys that make you nervous. I'm always fine when I'm at home, no problem. Stand up, take one look at you lot, and I'm like trembling mess. <laughs> Do you want to jump up on your feet when you're able? We're going to continue to worship Jesus this morning.
says this, and it's very appropriate after communion, after the communion message. It says, so we no longer offer up steady streams of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus, we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate His name. Did you get that? I'll read it one more time. So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus we will offer up a God. Uh, we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer up from our lips that celebrate His name. And I don't know what you've come in from this week, but it would be good just to start to let the praises of God spill from our mouths. Because these are the lambs. These are the lambs. Despite our circumstances. Come on, let them spill out of your mouth this morning. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you for what you've done. We praise you that we can have relationship with you. We praise you for what you're going to do. We honour you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the victorious, the one, the one who's given us the incredible privilege of coming to the life from victory rather than for victory. thank you that because of your sacrifice we've been made right with you we walk light we walk free we walk secure we have peace and hope in our lives all because of the blood of Jesus this morning we express that to you allowing to flow from our lips
ourselves for you this morning, Holy Spirit. And any ailment, any health issues, any problems, any relationship issues, work issues, we lay them out before you this morning, knowing that you're the answer. Every challenge subject to the cross this morning. sickness to leave people's bodies in Jesus' name and to be replaced with health in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, that there will be a release of ideas and solutions come even now for people. Revelation, knowledge released of the next steps to take. praises of our lips this morning because you are worthy. Spirit, I lift 
any person amongst us this morning that doesn't know you as Lord and Saviour, I ask in this moment that you would reveal yourself, that you would reveal Jesus. like lingering is the right thing to do so keep lingering As you take your seats, why don't you encourage someone around you? Encourage them.
Fantastic. Well, all day today we have, um, well, most of the day today, because not right now, we have uh, baptisms. So uh, nothing in this gathering, but the next two, we're baptizing people, which is fantastic. So it's going to be exciting. And uh, if you've not been baptized, you need to be baptized. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you need to be baptized. And, uh, you know, it's what we're told in the Bible. And uh, so if that's you, grab the next opportunity. won't be too far away. See a leader, have a discussion, and um, th- that would be very, very good. For a couple of minutes, what I'd like to talk about is faith commitment. And um, so hopefully these are on all of our seats. They are? Great. Because we need all of these to come in. I've got, uh, when I say I, the team, have got decisions we've got to make uh, about what our global mandate, our global mission looks like for the next 12 months, and um, that all depends really on what this looks like, on how many of these forms come in, and um, so we need to get as many of these forms in today as we can, and uh, I know and I understand and history tells me that as a church, you're right on board, you're right on board with global mandate, and so thank you for that, and so what I'm asking for today is just for you to write really uh, that you're on board so that we can do the bits we need to do and get on with things for the next 12 months and to get your slips in. So about half the number of slips that would come in have come in so far. So part of that is because we've had a, a busy period uh, with guests and different things and we just haven't really been able to give the time or space to it as we should have. So I'd like to do that this morning. So it's what we do at Activate Church. This is a really big rock for who we are as a church, is our global mandate. We are involved all around the planet, doing all sorts of things. Just this last week, I've had an amazing meeting with a um, man in Hong Kong. He's not from Hong Kong, but I've met him in Hong Kong. I met him in Hong Kong because Grant McAllister, one of our missionaries, Grant and Vicky, are in Hong Kong. And uh, so I met with a Chinese gentleman who... Uh, I met earlier in the year, who has asked for our help as a church. He would really like us to come and to help teach and disciple uh, his church and his leaders and help him do what he's doing. He's, he's a remarkable man, and they have um, started a church, which is a now a significant church, and they have groups that they're planting all around the city. And uh, his vision is that each of those groups will become a church. It's fantastic. Not only that, which, but he has a heart which is quite rare. He has a heart for the minorities in his country. And he really wants to see the minority groups touched with the gospel. And that is what Grant McAllister specializes in. So Grant and, and my friend have connected this week. And um, it's looking very, very exciting for the future. It was really important to have Grant there and for Grant to be part of it because we're dealing cross-culturally. I don't speak any Chinese. The other gentleman doesn't speak any English. Um, you should see our emails. Like, he writes to me in Chinese, and I have to go to Google and try and work out what he's saying. And uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun, but interesting. So, and, and also with China, of course, there's significant security issues. So um, it just so worked out that we were able to meet together in Hong Kong, which is kind of a, a reasonably neutral zone. And... Um, 
and hear how this gentleman would like us to assist. And also at the same time, it gave Grant, because Grant's uh, fluent Chinese, um, an opportunity to ask all the questions that are normally hard to ask through a translator and uh, get straight answers on things. So we came away from that meeting, both of us feeling very, very encouraged and like, this God is certainly in this thing and uh, we're going to see where it goes. So that's exciting, eh? That's very, very cool. And um, so we'll see where that goes. And um, there's, uh, the way they're structured over there, there will most likely be opportunity to take teams across there. And as teams, we may not all get to do things in churches because that can be an issue. But there are orphanages and different things here that we can go and, and assist and help with. So I think, personally, it's an incredibly exciting God opportunity. And really, I've just been following the promptings on God on it to get to, to where it's got. So I'm excited about that. Anyway, that was just this is what we do as a church. This is what we do. This is who we are. And um, faith promises how it works. So we can only do what is promised. Um, what's made available for us to do. And so the way faith promise works is that we simply pray and we ask God, how much do I need to sow into? How much should I be sowing into global mandate in this next 12 months? And go with the figure that God gives us. And then by faith, believe that that is going to come in somehow. And, um, and it all works. Every year it does. Every year it all works. Jan and I are stretching our boundaries personally this year, taking it to a slightly new level. And um, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to see how God provides for that and what that's going to look like. I love being on this journey. I'm extremely passionate about it now. So what I'd like to do is you've each got one of these forms, and I'd like to encourage you, if you, have, if you haven't got one, wave. Someone will bring one to you, but they should be on your seats. Is I want to encourage you to fill it in now. And uh, because, you know, we'll fill it in later in the week, never happens. Later in the week, never comes. So I want you to fill it in now. And then we're going to collect them whilst you're filling them in. We've got a video this morning from Kay in Belgium. And uh, so you can watch what's happening there. So for the next three or four minutes, um, make the most of it. Fill your form in and, um, and enjoy the video. Now, for me, it's about being involved. It's not about how much you give in. It's about being involved because this is who we are as a church. This is what we do as a church. So Activate Church, if this is your home, this is your church, this is what we do. And um, so don't think, oh, you know, I could be in, I could be out. It's not like that. If this is your church, you're in. Just let me tell you, you're in. you just got to work out how much you're in, because this is what we do. Is that all right? Yes. Great. Let's watch a video. Fill in the forms and the host team at if the end of the video. They've got pens. Wave if you need a pen. They'll bring one to you. If you were to say to someone in Brussels, I'm a missionary, they would be like, well, why aren't you going to Africa? They don't see the need for people to be telling others about God. I don't believe in God. Uh, my parents don't believe in God either. I don't even describe myself as a missionary. When I'm talking to people, I'll say I'm an artist, or I work with a church, or yeah, I. Like the word missionary is a big turn off. I'm not Christian, by the way. Um, it's uh, a bit uh, uh, pushed down, I think. When people hear you talking about God, they immediately 
equate it to their experience with the Catholic Church, which is very formal and very obligatory. I think in my entourage, in my family, we never speak about religion, we never go to the church. When people ask me, why have you come to Belgium? Why have you come to Brussels? Part of me doesn't know how to answer that question, but I know that I'm called to use the gifts God has given me. And those gifts are in the area of the arts. Art plays a really significant role in Belgium. Yeah, this is an artistic uh, place. I mean, the Flemish masters from, you know, 15th, 16th centuries. I mean, this was fa a famous area for art for a long time. You look at music culture here, there are so many music festivals. Every town or village has some description of a festival where they will have live music. I love the potential of the arts. Music and the arts just kind of comes at telling people about God in a totally different direction. Art has a way of really, really breaking in and speaking to the soul. And sometimes people will see something in a picture or in a dance or a song that just really opens up their way of, of thinking. But it's not about the art form itself, but it's about the conversations that people can have uh, with artists um, while, while connecting with them. And I really believe that the church has an opportunity to connect through the arts in Belgium because there are so many narratives that come through in the arts world about identity, about life, about culture. All of these questions come up in, in a painting or in a song. And we as Christians can answer so many of the questions that they have. So the idea of that is the beginning point of a relationship. Maybe it's something that people find out that they have in common for a type of music or a style of art, that there can be an ongoing relationship formed and that would hopefully lead to a relationship with God because they see God in us. One of the long-term visions that I have for the work that I do here is to engage people who live in Belgium uh, in creating music, particularly for church settings. Belgium doesn't really have its own worship voice. It brings a lot of songs in from Australia, from Hillsong, or from Chris Tomlin, or from, from Opweking in the Netherlands, but it doesn't have its own voice. Having songs from their culture, it really makes a lot of sense to connect with them personally. We wonder as OM, like what would it be like if we incorporated that into the way that we do worship music in the church so that when we sing to Jesus together it actually sounds Belgian. I'm super excited about a project that's kind of in the pipeline for OM and it's to create a recording studio so that uh, we can take the music that has been written by people who live in Belgium and record it so that it can be like sent out to other churches. And through that we really hope we really truly believe, in fact, that what will happen in the end is that we will see people come to Christ because the gospel makes sense, because the gospel is told in song, because a relationship with Christ is so beautifully illustrated and demonstrated in the way that we sing together as a church. And I'm also keen to kind of explore the area of visual art as well. A piece I'm working on at the moment is based on uh, the big Catholic church in St. Catherine and I saw like the outline of a city on it, the city on the church. For me that's a piece that's helping me with my sense of belonging to this neighbourhood. It's the iconic church in the middle of the neighbourhood and even though it's not my church it's like we're building the kingdom here.
To people who support me back home, thank you, thank you, thank you. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Thank you for believing in me enough, whether it's sending me an email or a message on Facebook, whether it's contributing financially, whether it's praying for me. I love you a lot and thank you so much for believing enough in me to support me in this way. If I think about the needs of people who live in Brussels, I think of the need for something deeper, the need for connecting with the creator of the universe, that there would be deeper sense of fulfillment because they know that this is the God of the universe, that I can have a relationship with him, wow. Good morning. Isn't that great to see Kay up there? Is it nice, Evelyn? Kay's beautiful mum is here this morning. So, yeah, how about you give Kay's mum, Evelyn, a great big hand? So beautiful. What an amazing woman going over to the other side of the world. She's one of ours. Isn't that cool? We get to support her. It'd be great if the um, hosts could receive those, those um, faith commitments. That would be great. Thank you. Well, I'm going to share a little something with you this morning. I think it's just so lovely the way we're family. And, you know, Christine here was here shaking hands and I'm shaking on my knees. And, and you know, we've got um, baptisms this morning and, you know, that's so, such a, a family thing, isn't it, to be able to come around and support each other. We've, uh, we don't have any in the nine. We've got, I think, three people being baptised in the 10.30 gathering and then at least three at the 6pm as well. So isn't that neat? Very exciting day to day in the family. Um, Wendy started playing the song before Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus and well, I don't know about it. Did maybe others of you? I actually had that come to my mind, my spirit, before she started playing. And she started playing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I had that too. And I, I actually, um, I was praying for one of the ladies that is, is being baptized in the 10.30. And I actually had that for her. So I'm going to share that, share that for her um, in the 10.30. But I really believe that that was, that was um, if you don't know the lyrics, Go and Google, turn your eyes upon Jesus, because I believe that that was for some people here this morning. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. The things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Beautiful, wonderful. Thank you, Wendy. It's great. And I, I actually, I had a picture, uh, Mark and Marianne, of the two of you um, this morning, and I saw you um, on your knees being knighted, yeah, by, by Holy Spirit as a, um, yeah, beautiful. And, and it was while he was knighting you, um, uh, I saw like a, a wind blow and it was almost like you're on your knees, but you started levitating, <laughs> floating, <laughs> lifting up with the wind underneath you. And then I saw that wind that had come from Holy Spirit um, come out of, flow out of your lips. Um, so I believe that, yeah, go 
this week into your workplaces, into your home, wherever you go, that um, he has placed a special knighthood upon you. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm, Beautiful. Well, did did you get your voting papers in the mail this week in a very um, important time for our country? Elections coming up. We need to get ready to vote in September for our Prime Minister and our local ministers. And so I want to speak a little bit about ministers, share a little bit with you about ministers, about ambassadors. So the job of a minister is incredibly important, isn't it? Of our local ministers, we've had a few of our local ministers come here, um, their job is incredibly important. And so if you just imagine to yourselves how our local, just imagine that we have a local Ministers, maybe their names are Mitch and Mary. Mitch and Mary Milton we'll go with. <laughs> Mitch and Mary Milton from, from the Waikato, the great Waikato. From Matamata. Okay, that sounds better. They reside in Matamata. And they're our local ambassadors. They're representing us. And imagine they're going off to Timbuktu. And so Mitch and Mary, you know, hop on that plane. They're going off to Timbuktu and they're they're there to represent us, the great Waikato. They're there to talk about maybe how we can benefit the um, Timbuktu and Timbuktu can benefit us or whatever they're going to discuss. They've got a whole um, list, a whole lineup of appointments ahead of them. They're scheduled in uh, and here they are. You know, we're, we're investing into Mitch and Mary and we're, you know, we're, um, here, here they are. They arrive. They arrive in Timbuktu. They check in to their to their hotel. It's a beautiful, opulent hotel in Timbuktu, and so and they they spot on the um, on their little. There's a little sign in their room, and it says there's a there's a beautiful day spa there. So they're like, oh, maybe we'll just go and check out the day spa. So they cancel the first appointment and go off to the day spa. And while they're in there, they hear about. The, um, the jet ski tour is happening shortly. So they're like, oh, let's, let's uh, skip the next appointment too because we, we, we really need to make the most of the jet There's nothing wrong with jet ski tours or, or day spas, by the way. But they ditch their appointments. They ditch their appointments lined up. And so anyway, they're enjoying themselves so much in Timbuktu there, representing us, the great Waikato. And here they have it. Oh, uh, what else have they have they got there? What else is in Timbuktu for them to enjoy? There's a seafood buffet. Oh my goodness, they can't miss the seafood buffet. So it's like, oh no, we can't. We there's crayfish. <laughs> there's a whole ar- array of crayfish there. So so they have a fantastic time, but they don't get to any of their appointments. They don't. Maybe they do represent us but they don't actually get along to any of their appointments. They're enjoying the perks. I think we probably have heard of some local ministers enjoying the perks of the position. They're um, enjoying that. They're having a great time, but they actually are not going and um, doing what they had, had gone there for. They're negating their responsibility and the role that um, has been given to them, and they're relaxing in the comfort of their surroundings. And so um, I want to encourage us today that we are ministers. All of us are 
ministers, our local ministers, or here's Kay, she's a minister, an ambassador, right over uh, the other side of the world there in Belgium. We are ministers. When you are a Christian, when we are Christians, we are ministers, we are ambassadors, we are representing the King of Kings, our King. We are representing His kingdom. We are His representatives. And so are we relaxing in the comfort of our surroundings? Are we negating the responsibility of our role? And, you know, not necessarily, we may not be having opulence, but maybe we are just enjoying the comfort of our nine-to-five safe lives. Are we negating the responsibility of our role? God's talking to me about this, so why should he talk about me, talk to me, when I can share it with you? <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 11, and, and I actually... Um, I won't look at all of it this morning, but if you want to write it down right up till chapter 6, verse 7, um, actually, I encourage you to look a little bit before that and after that. But 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11 onwards, it says, we are God's ambassadors. It says, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. And then in verse 15, it says, Christ died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. In verse 17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. Verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Verse 19, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Like Christine talked about before, he was so excited so excited, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us, he's given us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead Come back to God, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Very, very powerful, and you can read on um, in your own time. Very powerful. We are ambassadors. I, I looked up the word ambassador. is the highest-ranking diplomat. That is you and I highest ranking diplomat. And actually, I, I looked on the US Embassy site and it actually says the ambassador is actually called the Chief of Mission. How's that? How is that? That's what they call the ambassador, the Chief of Mission. You and I are the Chief of Mission. We are ambassadors. We are God's ambassadors. Powerful. As an ambassador, 
we value and we are passionate about where we are from, don't we, about what we represent. As an ambassador, you're very, very passionate about what we represent. Philippians 3.20 says, we are citizens of heaven. We are from heaven. That is our, our citizenship is in heaven. We represent God. We represent his kingdom. Do we actually value what we have? Do we value where we're from? Do we value our position, chief of mission? Do we value that? You know, the, you know, I talk about the, in the natural, you know, the ambassadors, they may have a few perks in their, in their role. Well, our perks, oh my goodness, I have hope. I, I have been, I've been to a funeral this week, and actually there's a funeral today. Pastor Manu, who some of you may know, Pastor Manu Poio, um, was in our movement, and uh, his funeral's today, and um, there was another funeral. Oh, I think I heard it was a Pastor Gardner, was it, also from our movement? Uh, yeah, a few people passed away this week. Oh, my goodness, it's awful, isn't it, when you go to a funeral and there is no hope? I have hope. I have hope. I have joy. I have peace. You know, even when times don't feel like pretty joyful, I still have joy. I still have joy. I have peace. I have comfort. I have his strength with me always. I know that he is with me always, not only his strength, but he is with me always. I have a whole lot of perks in my role as chief of mission and as being in relationship with the King of Kings. I have power, his power. I have identity. I have wisdom. I just need to ask. God, give me your wisdom, and he gives it to me. Wow. And then how dare, how dare I, as a representative, keep that to myself? God has called us to be generous, to be generous ambassadors, to give, to share. We need to overflow. We need to, to love. We need to overflow what we have been given, who we are, to go, to love others. We need to think outside of ourselves. And, you know, we did go outside on last Sunday. We went, some of us went to the mall. Some of us went, to, um, oh, we're going, some were going to the skate park, but it rained. So they went to Tiawa instead. Anyway, I did... I can thankfully, I can say I stepped out of my comfort zone and I talked to a number of different people. I got to speak with a beautiful man by the name of Eric that I am continuing to pray for, an elderly gentleman, and he said he, he didn't know Jesus, he had anxiety, and he allowed me to pray and release peace upon his life. Wow, what a privilege is that, and I'm still praying for, for Eric. I can also say that I do not always do that very well. And then I can remember earlier this year, I went into a shop. I don't, oh, I'm not always shopping, but anyway, I went into a shop. And, and I remember this beautiful lady, the shop assistant, you know, she said to me, man, you look, you look so happy. You look so happy. And I, I can't remember her exact words, but, you know, she was just like really, you know, questioning me, oh man, you look so happy, like joyful, and it's like, oh, oh, wow, oh, thanks, whatever, and anyway, I, I think I had a little conversation with her, and I walked out, and afterwards, I thought to myself, what the heck, 
I had the, an opportunity there. I reckon she was actually wanting to know what is it? What is it in me? And here I am praying, God, give me opportunities. And I did not take the opportunity to share with her. And who's to know that she's got a friend somewhere that's praying for her or a, or a family member? Or maybe she was questioning right then, God, God, would you show me? Are you real? Or maybe, maybe, maybe I was to be a piece in the, in the a, a puzzle piece in the equation for her. I don't know, but I, I missed it. I missed that moment. I don't expect that judgment. Thank you, Sheridan Rogers. Did you hear that? He's going. <laughs> anyway, I've talked to God about that and he, he forgives me. So I am free. Thank you. <laughs> but I can, I can say that the other day, a, a beautiful lady stopped me along the, along the road. And um, she, it turns out to be, she was Hare Krishna. And everything with me was like, oh, I don't have time for this. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, you do. <laughs> and so I, I started to present to her what made me so joyful. What, what, yeah, and so we started having this great discussion. I just loved upon her. I was just, I'm just going to love upon you, girl. <laughs> I'm going to love upon you. And we had an amazing discussion, actually, until she ended it. <laughs> then I walked away and I was praying hard for that beautiful girl and I pray for her right now. But so I can say I am building my courage. My courage is building. I am I, stepping out, be out of my comfort zone because who am I to keep what God has given to me and he has commanded me to be his chief of mission, to be his representative. He has commanded us to be his representatives on this earth. So I encourage us, Christians, if you're a Christian today, you are his chief of mission. You are his ambassador. I am his, his ambassador. He has called us to reconcile people to God. He has called us to reconcile people to God, to call them back, call them back. He designed them. He, de he made them, each and every one of them. And he says, I want you to come back. I sent my son. And he says, come on, church. Come on, church. I need you to call these people back to me. I need you. I need you to urge these people. I can sense, and I don't know if any of you do, I sense an urgency in the, in the heavenlies, in the spiritual. I sense an urgency to call people back, to reconcile people back to God. And he's placed us in areas of influence for that very reason. Are we negating our responsibility as ambassadors? Are we living a safe nine-to-five life and enjoying the perks for ourselves? Let's not do that. Let's reconcile others to him. Let's share. Let's overflow what he's given to us. And there may be some of you here today that don't know what it is even like to live in relationship with with God. You, you may be sitting there going, well, I wonder if I need to be actually reconciled back to God if he is my designer, if he is my heavenly father. Let me tell you today, he is. And I would not want to do life without him. Not one day, not one moment. Life is too hard, isn't it? To be able to do life without a loving heavenly father who is there with us always, who never, ever, ever leaves us. 
He equips us. He gives us strength. He gives us that peace. He gives us that hope, as I talked about. I would love to pray for anybody today. If you're in that place and say, I need, I need to be reconciled to Him. If everyone would like to close your eyes, I'd like to give you opportunity to respond. If you would like me to pray for you today, to step into relationship or to explore what it is like to have a relationship with a loving God, loving Heavenly Father who loves you so much, who wants to be with you every day, to be your your comforter, to be your strength. Is there anyone here that would like to respond today? Can I pray for you? Just give me a wave. Is there anyone? Awesome, that's fantastic. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Well, Lord, I thank you for this beautiful young man. I thank you that you are his creator. I thank you that you love him, that you adore him. I thank you that you know what is the very, very best for him. And I thank you that you desire to walk with him every single day, every moment. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would anoint him right now. Pour out your spirit upon him right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for a relationship with you. Thank you that we can surrender our all to you. And Father, I thank you that you have called each one of us to be ambassadors for you, to be your chief of mission. I thank you for that incredible privilege. May you give each one of us an extra dose of your courage, of your strength. Thank you that we're not in a country where we're going to get beaten, persecuted, just because we share our faith for you. Help us to open our mouths. Help us to share you. Help us to overflow. Help us to be generous by sharing what you have given to us. And I declare community transformation taking place in people's lives right across our city, right across our country and across the nations in Jesus' name. Bless your church. Protect your church. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you, Jen. It's fantastic. Very challenging. Well, as we go, again, if you're visiting with us today, I hope had a great morning. Thank you for choosing to spend it with us. And if you're not visiting, this is home. Thank you for coming out today. It is great to see you. Uh, if you are visiting, there are bags at the back of the auditorium. There'll be someone there to, um, to down there to meet you and say hello to you. Uh, if you're still filling out your faith promise, there's brown boxes at the door. You can put them in there. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for being purposed in your giving. The giving station's on the way out. And if we can pray with you, stand with you for any reason, We would love to do that as we finish this gathering. Can I invite you to stand? And what I'd like to do in 
instead of simply praying for you, I want to declare the apostolic blessing over you from the book of Hebrews as we go into our week. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ so that He would be the great shepherd of His flock and by the power of the blood of the internal covenant may He work perfection into every part of you giving you all that you need to fulfil your destiny. And may He express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to Him through your, sorry, and pleasing to Him through your life union with Jesus the Anointed One who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. Father, help us to be your ambassadors this week as we go into Hamilton and beyond. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hang around, have a coffee, meet a few people and have a fantastic week. Fear is changing now for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing.
of our hearts tonight. Thanks be to God who always 
Science causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God who always causes us to win. Yeah, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This is no performance, God, I pray you 
to worship empty words I can't afford I'm not chasing feelings Lord I pray to worship empty words I can't afford would you like to go over? Um, as a, at the nine o'clock we did